0: What's up guys, it's Jazzy and I'm Mimi and welcome back to Nerd Herd where we find current and past favorite literacies and we go through them.
1: Yes, so on this week's episode of Nerd Herd, we've got some pretty interesting discussions prepared for you guys today. Um, I'll start this off by saying that last weekend I had the chance to read a pretty interesting novel and nonetheless it was a classic. Oh my goodness, like me
0: too! Oh you did? Yeah, wait, wait, what novel what? did you, what, what novel? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so say it on the count of three. One, one two, three.
1: three. Frankenstein. To Kill a
0: Mockingbird. Yeah, oh. I, read,
1: I read two novels this week You read two novels in one weekend? Yeah, I did. Okay, I'll choose to believe that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, so in the depths of this novel, we'll talk we'll start by talking about the author. Yeah. The cool author, if I do say so, Mary Shelley. Now, Mary Shelley, guys, she was born August 30th, 1797, uh, she has two writers as parents. Uh, William oh, Goodwin, who are of English nationality. Yeah, that is so true. William Goodwin and Mary
1: Wollstonecraft. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as we're touching the subject of this novel's incredible author, yeah. would you like to mention how old she was when she wrote Frankenstein?
0: Hey, guys, listen to this. She was 18, 18. when she wrote the novel in Geneva, Switzerland. She was basically challenged for a right. writing competition and by her
1: fellow physician friend. Anna, and
0: But you know what's sad about her story? Oh,
1: yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. As all prominent figures eventually see their death, Mary Shelley passed away on February 1st in 1851.
0: She was 54 years old, but she died as a respected creator.
1: Yes, by all the yes. populations who read her book, including us. And we're so good.
0: Yes. Yeah, but you know what I love about stories, novels, plays... Any literary works in general. I know. I love favorite and dislike characters. Right. Because you never know who's going to be there. So, would you like to let them know
1: who your most disliked character was? Eh. Ew. I hate Victor Frankenstein. You know why? I think I do, but you say it.
0: <laughs> so, you know when a baker makes his own cake... Yes. And he like he likes this cake. Yes, he so invests all his time into it to make it the best it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Like adds a little flowers, a bit of frosting, a Some bit of sprinkles. Fondant. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, Victor didn't do that. No? Nope. He made his creation, which was the monster, right. and he found it to be too... Creepy, too scary, too
1: oh. hideous. and He did he not just... react well at all, right? Uh, no. he didn't, I think in the book, he didn't sleep at all the nope. night he created the monster. Nope. Um, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken that the book described him as being like restless and pacing back and forth. Unable to handle his emotions after having created such a monstrous creation. I uh, know. Mm-hmm. But who did you not like? Well, other than the fact of um, Victor creating life from a test tube as mentioned in the book, and not relishing in his creation. Yeah. I really also did not like the DeLacy family. The Lacey family. Would you like to know why? I do. You haven't told me this. All right, so I was not a fan of the DeLacy family members because, as you said, they had this monster who was just wandering around in the wilderness who came across their cottage, just so, just so happened. And upon stumbling across their cottage, he essentially moved in into the lean-on, the cottage's lean-on, yep. and would observe the family day in and day out, was never harmful towards them. He simply learned from them, right? Yep. Even upon meeting the older grandfather of the family, who I think was blind. Yes, he was yes, blind. Yes, he was blind. They were so cruel to him. He never harmed anyone. Meanwhile, upon seeing him for the first time, the De Lacey family members even went as far as to beat him with a stick. And uh, no. Yes. And yeah. one of them fainted upon seeing him. So insulting. <laughs>
0: <sighs> I mean, you have to have a little
1: bit of respect for the creature. I, I agree. They were mm-hmm. never, He was never a threat to them before, so it no. just really angers me. But they were so cruel to him.
0: Yeah. But you know who I love? Who? Henry Clerval. You know why? Why did you love him so much? Because he took care of his best friend, Victor, for seven months straight. While Victor was, he was having such a bad fever. I mean, he right. was sick, sick. Sack. Right, and also he wrote letters to the uh, to Victor's cousin Elizabeth, and he helped Victor throughout his loneliness of like, of feeling feeling alone. So Henry was there for his best friend when needed.
1: Even yes, he they have was, been. Yeah, that's honestly such an inspiring friendship. I mean, they've been friends since childhood, um, as described in the novel, and they were always there for each other. I mean, seven months is a long time to nurse someone back to their health hmm Good for him. Yeah. What did you like? So oh, Sorry, who did you like? Okay. So, I ultimately really took a liking towards Victor's character in the beginning because of the ambition he had and the eagerness he had to learn. Um, I love his approach to science and his hunger for knowledge. It's definitely something not a lot of people have. Yeah. And that was a redeeming quality in itself for him not having, like, the monster. Yeah. But... I mean, I think we can both agree
0: that we don't like crazy Victor. We like... We yes. just like nice, down to
1: earth, yeah. intelligent, kind Victor. Yeah. Also, I took a liking to Elizabeth, but more. I don't want to say specifically. This is more of a unique fact, but you know how I said I didn't like the De Lisi family that much. Yes. Well, though I'm not the biggest fan of them, I can't deny that they didn't play an important role in the story because they
0: did. Yeah, they taught the creature family, um Affairs. household
1: items. Yeah. Right. Like. Love. He would. I don't want to say stalk, but he would. He would stalk them Mm -hmm. from afar, observe their day-to-day life, um, what they did on a daily basis. (laughs) Was it that obvious? Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that... (laughs) Yeah, of course. No, it's okay. He learned the names of basic household necessities and items from this family. He made many observations um, of the way they speak, how they cared for each other, how they were often hungry, their current financial situation, Mm -hmm. and everything in general. He even went as far as to learn their background history and how they ended up yeah. in this cottage. And I think they played a very important role in his development as a character because he came into this world born very intelligent, equipped to be the best version of himself he can be. Obviously, he was created by Victor. Mm-hmm. He was resilience in terms of his intelligence. Yeah. But without the family's influence, he wouldn't have had that extra no. grasp on mankind, I think. Yeah, I agree.
0: So... Now we've got through that, which yeah. I'm very proud to say we did very well because we have our own opinions and we accept them, but right. you know what I didn't accept? What? Was my expectations throughout the novel and oh. the plus twist that happened here and there. Okay. Like, for example, I didn't expect death coming at all. Just no? No.
1: You didn't think it would be a deathful novel?
0: Mm-mm. Because to me... Like, when I see Frankenstein in, like, in movies, like, oh, he's uh, scary, he's big, or in, like, animated movies, like Transylvania, for example, he's loving, he's, like... Right. But,
1: yeah, they don't show his creator, but... I can understand that, because there's many different depictions of him, Yeah. and without reading the classical novel, it's hard to decipher which one is the most accurate. Yeah, and, yeah, and, like, I didn't expect um, death
0: coming because, like, the creature was so nice, and, like, I didn't want him to, tr- to be so bad towards, and, like, have revenge, and, like, I just didn't want things to happen to him so badly, That's fair. like.
1: That's very yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. You know what one of my biggest surprises were? What? So, I think we can both admit that the most common misconception when it comes to this novel is yeah. the creature's name, but yes. I'm gonna go a bit deeper than that. uh I'm gonna go a bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I want to say that, I thought the monster would be very um, vengeful, bloodthirsty, and would cause a lot of bloodshed. I yeah. thought he was going to yeah. come into this world with the one goal of killing.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought he
1: was going to be not programmed, but I thought he was going to be created with malice and ill intention, yeah. and that he would be purposefully made evil. Yeah,
0: like maybe maybe like Victor would be like going into his mind, and like manipulating, manipulating, him. exactly, and like putting words
1: into his head. I thought I thought Victor would coach him into killing and that he would be a murderous murderous thing but he wasn't he wasn't at all in fact he came into this world very kind very just willing to learn very curious and yeah indeed but it was his negative experiences with mankind who really shaped his perception of humans like that time he was chased out of the village yeah with torches and pitchforks and yeah it's just awful yeah also um like we both said we both thought victor would be proud of his creation
0: yeah I mean, yeah. he did not accept them. Like, he, he didn't run for the hills, but he
1: was, like... He definitely did not accept his creature. And you know nope. what really bothers me? What? He talks to me on an emotional level is that the creature at one point in the novel just wanted him to listen to his account on life so far. Yeah. And he wanted him to make him a mate so they could yeah. live together peacefully away from mankind who would judge them. And though yeah. it wouldn't be the best, most happy existence, at least they would be together.
0: Yeah, and... He, two and creatures the, of a kind. And they feel love. Right. Like, the monster didn't ex- have love from the creator, but at least he would
1: have had love from a mate. I agree. And then Victor just denied his request. Like, I think Victor should have attempted no, to put himself... No, false. He accepted, oh, but then destroyed his mate. Yes. Sorry. No, I it's spent not all my bad. words. But destroyed mm-hmm. his mate. I mean, um... I just think he should have placed himself in his shoes and really, really consider what the monster was saying.
0: Yeah. Hey, do you know what time it is? What? It's creature talk. Oh, I made a mistake. I have one more (gasps) edition. Oh, I'm too late.
1: (laughs) It's quick. It's okay. (laughs) I'm too late. (laughs) I also thought that because... Frankenstein is often associated with Halloween, that it'd be a very paranormal and spooky story. And though it was very dark and macabre a bit because of the murders that took place, I thought it would be, like, more paranormal with ghosts and spirits, but I was wrong. Also, um, the blind member of the Delisi family. I thought his loss, his lack of sight, pardon me, would prevent him from seeing the creature's true form. And it would therefore make him more susceptible to accepting the creature for who he was. Yeah. But no, that was the opposite of what happened. Yeah. That family, they had zero tolerance for Frankenstein. I uh, know. Mm-hmm. creation. So <laughs>
0: now is the creature talk?
1: Absolutely. Take it away, Jazzy. Okay.
0: So, the creature has been through so much in this novel. Like, the creature has been through rejection by his creator. Uh, a man, a family runs away from him but with fear. But a village village, a village village chases him out of their town yes. with, like, torches and pitchforks and like, hey, get out of my town, you're ugly. Uh, he lives outside of a cottage, which lives the, the Lassie family. Right. Uh, he stays there for months, but yet gets rejected again as he shows his true face. Right. And then, throughout his journey, he helped a helpless girl out of a dangerous stream, but... Shot as, oh, a as a reward.
1: Yeah, that's so unfortunate. I know.
0: And now... It's cruelty and upon cruelty. I know. And now you want... Not now. But then he want, he wanted deep revenge uh, to Frankenstein because he created him. Right. And so he kills Victor's little brother, William. That's so hard. And that part broke my heart. I know, me too. Was so he was so cute. I
1: agree. He, he
0: sounds so cute. We just he did. Yeah. But he puts then the locket, uh, well, William's locket in uh, G-
1: Justine's pocket. Right. And that really surprised me too. It yeah. took me aback because he actually admitted that he found Justine attractive, yeah. but that he knew that two people of that nature could not be together. Mm-mm. They were polar opposites, quite sadly yeah. so...
0: Yeah, and then he asks Frankenstein to create another monster of the opposite sex or else he'll do terrible
1: things to his family. Right. That's like... That's, that's a shocker. He, it's like a twist for him. It's and, brutal. Yes. Because up until that point, I feel like the creature had not been directly a threat to his creator. Mm-hmm. But I guess he had just had enough and that rage was bound to show through at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Also... So, yeah. So, but, yeah. but
0: later then, he kills... Henry Clerval my like, (laughs) that was very sad. He kills Elizabeth and Victor's father. On their
1: wedding night. I know. He killed Elizabeth on the
0: wedding night. That breaks my heart. But to quote, the monster did say that he'll be there on this wedding night. Right. Ooh, like, yeah, that was a sort of foreshadowing in a sense. Yeah, I was creeped out. I was like, back. Like, if I was
1: Victor, I would be like, Back away i agree i would have terminated the creature long before he had the chance to harm my family members oh yeah also um yes you know what also took me aback from this novel Mm. um the philosophical elements that the novel had oh yes you know like in the beginning of the story you know how we said we like kind victor yes well i really took a liking to victor's state of mind his way of being Mm -hmm. when he craved intelligence and had that hunger for new information new scientific abilities and skills and wanted to go to university yeah i was so inspired by that honestly and i've Mm -hmm. actually pulled two little quotes from the book yes that have to do with philosophy and that Mm -hmm. really depict how he feels about science yeah so the first quote is natural philosophy is the genius that has regulated my fate i desire therefore in this narration to state those facts which led to my predilection for that science um this shows that he mentions um Science not only in a chemistry-physics sort of way, but also in human science and human condition a little bit. I love that element and that aspect of his descriptions throughout the novel. Mm-hmm. And the very quote really did surprise me. Now, the second quote I have pulled from this classical novel is... Yeah. None but those who have experienced them can conceive the enticements of science. In other studies, you go as far as, you have, as others have gone before you, and there is nothing more to know. But in a scientific pursuit, there is continual food for discovery and wonder. And you know why this resonates with me, Jazzy? Mm. It's because in other subjects, such as French, mathematics, even English, yeah. you are taught the material, the course material. Like, a math equation will never evolve. It'll always be the same equation over and over again. Yeah. But when it comes to science, I mean, constant scientific breakthroughs are a possibility. It's the ultimate goal of science. Yeah. People searching to cure diseases. People searching to find new forms of life on other planets. Oh, yes. It's very... It's a very, very expanding, growth-filled field. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love this novel so much. Oh, yeah. Because it's so directed towards that aspect of it all. Yeah. And that just, this quote for me, represents Victor as a whole. I agree 100%. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. What time is it now? It is 8.30. So we've got enough time for pathetic fallacy and some literary elements. Ooh, I don't know any of this, so you can take it away. Sounds good. Because you didn't tell me anything about it. It sounds good. So I'm going to let you have the word. Okay. So there are many, many different literary elements present within Frankenstein. Ooh, do tell. Okay. So the first one being Pathetic Fallacy. I'll read a quote that depicts this um, element as being present. So the quote is, In the evening, when the weather permitted, I walked on the stony beach of the sea. To listen to the waves as they roared and dashed at my feet. It was a monotonous yet ever-changing scene. I thought of Switzerland. It was far different from this desolate and appalling landscape. Its hills are covered with vines, and its cottages are scattered thickly in the plains. Mm. Its fair lakes reflect a blue and gentle sky, and when troubled by the winds, their tumult is but as the play of a lively infant when compared to the roarings of the giant ocean. So now, we just- I like that. Me too. It's very poetic. We attribute it. Many qualities to this novel, being the gentle ocean, oh no, sorry, the blue and gentle sky and the giant ocean. Next, I also found some elements of conflict present within this novel.
0: Blin, blin, Hello? Hi, hi, mom, I'm in, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Oh, we're having an interruption. Oh, we do. Oh my god, we do. Yeah, mom. Mom- it's a podcast yeah mom i know protection is important but it's a podcast
1: yeah thanks adults don't tend to be very familiar with this thing
0: no no
1: okay i'll have chicken for dinner can we continue yeah bye like i was saying we won't discuss what just happened but like i was saying the elements of conflict the first example of conflict present during frankenstein would be man versus society Obviously, we can deem this as no other than the creature's presence mm-hmm. responsible for this element of conflict. So, um, throughout the novel, after the creature is created, he's cast aside entirely by society, pushed away. He's even chased out of a village, the Delisys. It's just yeah. element upon element of rudeness and harm towards him from mm-hmm. mankind. So, it's next. Like, it's like madness to my eyes. Absolutely. Next, we have man versus himself. Yeah. And this could be thoroughly represented by Victor who struggles to accept his creation that he's brought to life. Yeah. You know, after years and years of longing and wishing so dearly to have the possibility to create life. Yeah. It just went sideways, and he struggles to accept what has gone on. Yeah. And we also have man versus man. Now, there can be many different um, elements of this, but the one I have pulled was man versus... Sorry, it would be the creature versus his creator. So the creature just wanted Victor to listen to his account on life so far to acknowledge him and his struggles. Yeah. Despite all this, Victor did not do so. No. And the creature even went as far as asking to make a mate. He didn't comply so he threatened to harm his family. Yeah. And next we have some fun facts. Woo!
0: say the first one jazzy yes so did you guys know that this book was published anonymously i mean you know what i think happened so after the competition her friends were like go go publish it like like you'll make money and like a chain or whatever and like when she went to the publishers they were like no you know you're you're a woman we won't publish this so that's when they were like oh well like no so she sent it
1: anonymously you know that also reminds me of the french writer george sand who used that name as a male name when in reality her that she was a female mm-hmm. and identified as a male when she wrote yeah also the novel was inspired by a nightmare that mary shelley had it must have been creepy i agree the element of lightning too must have been perfect presence yeah. since that inspired shakespeare yeah. Shakespeare. Since that inspired Frankenstein, pardon my mistake. As you can tell, I do quite a bit of classic reading on my free time. Oh, yeah. May I add that my favorite Shakespeare play is Macbeth? Oh, boy. Two gothic things.
0: Anyway, guys. So, now, we have to sum this up.
1: Yes. So. It appears that our time is up for today. <laughs> yeah. But we'd like to thank you so much for joining us. Yep.
0: So, guys, in every novel play, we have favorite dislike characters. We have plot twist. We have expectations. <laughs> I think. Expectations yeah.
1: and hopes and dreams regarding uh, the novel. Yeah, so keep and on reading. Yes. Absolutely. Reading is like new information to the brain, it's like a second soul to be able yes. to read. Mm-hmm. So, so this guys, was, this was t- this week's
0: episode of Nerd Herd And this was Jazzy. And Mimi. And we'll see you next Monday for some more nerd fun where well, we shall be reading. Jump roll! I already
1: said that. Whatever. <laughs>
0: Uh <laughs> Little Woman by Louisa May Alcott. We'll see you guys next time. Stay classic. Woohoo! Bye!